Welcome to the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. Asbury Park Vibes is dedicated to sharing information about the live music scene in the Asbury Park area, as well as the bands who've traveled through. We thank you for tuning in, downloading, or just stumbling upon our podcast. Hey everyone, this is Diane with the Asbury Park Vibes podcast, sitting here today with Joey Prince, drummer of the Oceanport band, Vendetta Rose, and Joe Trilly, drummer for the Manasquan, New Jersey band, The Flukes. Hi guys. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. Um, uh, just a quick intro for everyone who's listening here. Um, those of, that have followed Asbury Park Vibes for a little while probably know I have a soft spot in my heart for these two bands, gentlemen, and the respective bands. Uh, so much talent, such a distinct sound of both bands. Um, APV's first official coverage piece two years ago was of both Vendetta Rose and the Flukes at Asbury Lanes. And when we started doing the in-depth interviews a few months ago with the pandemic, the Flukes kind of stepped up and said, we'll do your first one. And they were our first interview. So uh, with the official launch of our podcast last week, who should I start with but Vendetta Rose and the Flukes? So thanks again, guys, for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so um, just why don't you give me a little background on your bands? Joey, maybe if you want to start um, start first, tell us a little bit about uh, your band, and then we'll move on to Joe, and he could tell us about the Flukes. Yeah, so I'm in Vendetta Rose, and that, uh, that's me on drums, Kyle Crowley on bass, Ryan Gracie on guitar, and Alec DeMella, who is our vocalist. Um, I came into the band about last year in May. I wasn't officially like in until August, but we had been rehearsing a while. And um, you know, it's it's a great group of guys who just all really get along, and it's just all natural and it's chemically balanced. Awesome. And how about you, Joe, with the flukes? So, I'm in the flukes with my two brothers, Anthony Trilly and Michael Trilly. And our high school friend, Kyle Misery, who's the singer. And we formed about like three, four years ago. And Kyle and Anthony, they played baseball together in high school. And like, they were always like good friends. And so one day they just wanted to start playing music together. And then me and Mike would say like, oh, wow, like, they're having a lot of fun. Like, we should try along. And then I got a drum set, Mike got a bass, and we just started playing. We wanted to play live. And I mean... Because they're my brothers, we get really good chemistry. I think Kyle's like our brother, so it's all a lot of fun. So the two, your both of your bands, I've noticed over the past two years have played similar shows. One of you opens for the other, and then the next time, you know, the other one's opening first, and and um, the other one's uh, headlining. Has that happened by accident, or do you plan these shows uh, to be on the same bill on the same night? We more so plan, you know, because we we to expect from the other when it comes to playing a show, and um, we just work really well together. Like everything is always agreed on. There's no issues ever. If there's ever anything, we work it through. But we never run into any problems. We just know that like it's going to be a good show if we have those guys there. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think. I don't really, I don't remember how we met. When was, I don't remember the first show we played, but I remember th that night at what we were like, oh, wow, like, I want to play every show with those guys. And like, every time we would have a show, I would always say like, okay, like, let's get Vendetta Rose on the bill with us, like, no matter what. So, that, I, I've looked at it for so, this long. So. 
as a fan, when we watch the show, we enjoy, uh, you know, seeing you guys play one right after the other because of the energy you bring. But what are you getting out of you're obviously both not on stage together. So what is it that you're getting from being on the same bill uh, with each other? Just are you getting an energy from each other and feeding off of that? Yeah, I mean, we're all definitely like really good friends. So I think that like we all might like we all hype each other up. Like I think it's very exciting when we all like have a show together. And also it's like our sounds, I think they're very two different genres. So it's like it gives the crowd a good experience, a mix of two different sides of music with really good energy. And I think that's also a good part of it. Yeah, it's also being able to like share the night together. And when we're off stage together, we have like hang time. So. So, um, Joe, Joe had mentioned uh, for the flukes, you said that your genre and um, Vendetta Rose's genre are a little bit different. So if people are listening to you talk tonight for the first time and aren't familiar with your bands, uh, Joe, tell us a little bit about the genre that you would most identify with through um, the flukes. So for the flukes, I feel like we're funk rockish. Like we've been really touching into like more like beach or vibey music lately, but like definitely like Red Hot Chili Peppers sound and like things like that. So I think that's the sound we're really trying to go for with the flukes. And Joey, how would you best define uh, the sound of Vendetta Rose? Uh, we're very like rock. So like hard rock, modern rock, classic rock. I think if you put all those together, it's kind of what you would get. Like we all have very similar but different influences that make that like alec likes more of the the pop stuff ryan's a big like classic rock fan kyle likes classic rock like just zeppelin and sap and all that stuff and new stuff like Foo fighters like just put it all together and um i see that the two bands played just this past friday at the chubby pickle together um, and a couple band members, I, I think um, one or a couple mem band members couldn't make it. So did you guys help each other out so you didn't have to cancel the gig or one didn't have to miss out? What, what did you do to kind of work that out? Yeah, so we had this show planned. We're all excited to do it. And then Kyle, unfortunately, last minute he couldn't make it. So we we're like, oh, no, like, like we don't want to have to back out of the show. You know, like we really wanted to play with them. So we asked Alex. From Vendetta Rose, if he would be willing to like sing a few songs with us, just so we don't have to cancel on the night, and he was very willing and open to doing it, and helped us out a great deal, and it was really like, a lot of fun. Like it was really fun to be able to play with him. It was a good experience, in my opinion. And and that leads me right into what we wanted to talk about: um, the collaboration between the two bands and between the two of you. Um, where does where does that come from? Is that a natural um, natural thing that just happened between the two of you when you formed a friendship? Um, tell me a little bit about how that's come to be. I'm trying to think. When did Joe? When did we meet? Uh, it was definitely the chubby pickle. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. There was the chubby pickle, and. I'm trying to think. I remember just introducing myself to you, however, and I like I saw their set and I was like, oh my god, like their drummer is like insane. Like I got to meet this kid. So I remember like I was like I really want to meet. I saw we had the same cowbell. I was like, oh, like right away we had some interest going on. And then we had another show booked, which was the Christmas party last year. And I believe just planning that out, like me and him, like we did a lot of planning together, and I thought like we really bonded over that. 
we saw eye to things and it was just really easy to work and we just became like pretty good friends so yeah over a cow yeah. <laughs> and that um translates over to the experience the concert experience would you say um you know as far as the music industry is concerned um you know different bands that you pass through or possibly perform with um or just go to see on the live music circuit um do you see that type of camaraderie or um collaboration a lot or is it an uncommon thing to have in the music industry where two bands or two groups of musicians get along so well and collaborate so much i think right now like the stage we're at is very hard to find i feel like people like really in at the top up there like they have an easier time making friends but i think because all the bands are so like hungry and like trying to get out there and do what some of us may be doing um that it's just very hard to find people you can get along with i agree i think a lot of people don't see but like the music business i think it's very competitive and like i don't think people really can see that but like off the stage like it's very competitive like all these bands are all trying to make it on their own but like the way i see it is like why try to make it on your own when like really you should just be helping each other like helping each other makes it so much easier also and data rose have been working with each other like for i don't know how long now but i think all of our shows have been pretty successful we're all having a fun time and i think we're all growing very well and i think being able to work with a band like that gets along with you and has like the same mindset as you is like makes it just so much easier it's half the battle oh absolutely and then what do you two uh do for each other as far as what types of ways do you help each other do you give each other advice or do you say hey i did this at a show or i did this for social media and it worked like what types of information do you share with each other to help each other yeah well definitely things like that joey's always giving me good drum tips like what type of symbols to get and like giving me good recommendations like my drum kit i had was like kind of beginner and like a lot of my stuff was breaking so i always go to him to ask for things like that but also just like planning shows like planning shows is a big part of it like whenever we one of us gets a show we're like okay let's ask these guys to be on it so it's like they're trying to get shows we're trying to get shows and then we throw them on so i think that's a big part of how we help each other out yeah we're always we're always like a band that if they ask we're always going to play no matter what it is and you two um as drummers both share techniques with each other you said do you uh, ever have you ever gotten together and well now it's kind of tough i understand that but uh do you share drumming techniques or uh show each other how you do things do you kind of take advice from each other yeah, yeah. definitely mm -hmm. during quarantine joe would send me some really good videos of like some stuff he was doing which really inspired me practicing a lot of it but i remember before quarantine we really wanted to get together but then like that happened and you know obviously we haven't been able to but i would like to in the future yeah, yeah we were close after means we were going to get together Yo, but then can you, can you say right that one i missed i missed what you just said you faded out uh right after the lanes we were going to get together that show in march yeah and then yeah everything just went crazy yeah. actually again like you know uh after talking in, about all the times i've covered both of your bands that was our last show that we covered before the pandemic hit too is your show at the lane so um 
what, what, what is your favorite venue to perform in? You've performed at so many, as, as such young bands, you both have performed in so many venues, not just in Asbury Park, but in surrounding areas. Do you have a favorite venue or do you just make the most of whichever one you're at? Uh, I think uh, we try to make the most like of whatever whatever we're at, but like we're always loyal to Stone Pony, Asbury Lanes, like that's where we all really started. But we also played the Starland Ballroom, which was like a really nice venue. Like it was really big. It was a lot. There. I'd love to play there again, but I think I always have to be loyal to Stone Pony for giving us a good opportunity through uh, the Rocks at the Top, I believe it was called, because that's really how we started. And so like. Kyle Brendel, that's somebody who's always been really helpful with us and very nice to us. So I have to say there. Awesome. Yeah. The Pony is always like the place yeah. where you're like, oh, I want to play there. And then yeah. do what we did in December. We did a co-headlining show. Yeah. Uh, like that's always like the place. But there is a venue up in New York called the Chance Theater that's actually really, really cool. Like a lot of people, like the Chili Peppers played there, Guns N' Roses, David Bowie. That's a cool place. It's really like old. It still has really good sound too. But the Pony will always be like where my heart's at. Yeah. Sure, as uh, young bands, you're always in the back of your mind thinking, you know, where could we possibly play one day? You know, how are we going to expand our reach? Um, is that something that both of you have thought about or your bands have discussed post-COVID when restrictions are lifted? Are there going to be venues that you try to to perform in that you yet have uh, been able to do? I think there's a few places. We haven't really talked about anything in particular, but I remember before the pandemic hit, we were trying to get a, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, a little tour to go together on. but. Um, Definitely once the pandemic's over, whenever things are open again, I would love to to continue that. We were going to travel. I forget where we were going to travel, but we were going to East Coast-ish tour just to start spreading out and uh, trying new places, getting our names out there, you know. So I think after all of this, definitely going to try to do that again. Yeah, we had talked uh, right after we played the pickle was in thing that we were trying to get. And it was going to happen, but fortunately, we cannot. Mm -hmm. I kind of lost the visual of you, Joey, but we, we do hear you. Uh, every once in a while, you fade out, so we'll just keep trying to go with it. <laughs> it does fade out a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Shoot back. <laughs> well, everyone's at home on the internet, like, you know, using surfing the internet. We're, you know, so it's always slow. It happens a lot more now during the pandemic, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so like post pandemic, you know, when uh, restrictions are lifted, do you, um, it's kind of like a, just like, let's think outside the box type of question, but do you guys think that like live music as we have known it up until this point is going to be completely different? Do you think that there are going to be some major changes or, um, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone knows the answer to this, but what, what are your thoughts about how live music is going to look when the restrictions are lifted? I don't know. It's like, 
I don't think we're going to see Josh Pitt anytime soon, but... Yeah. I think until there's a vaccine, I think that we're going to be how we knew it or being able to have full crowds. I, mean, I think we can always try to adapt. That's why I look at it. Like, think something as big as that, like the whole music industry, like, you can't just let it die out now just because there's a pandemic. Like, I think there's got to be something we got to do to adapt to this. Like, I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe driving concert or something, just having out, like, driving in a car. Like, we're all just parked in cars and stuff. I don't know anything, but as long yeah. as we get some type of music again, like, it's hard without all of that. I saw the, uh, there was a socially distant show somewhere, and they, um... They had, like, their own little stands that they stood in to, like, two to four people a pop, I guess. And they were far enough from each other, and, like, it went all the way back. It was pretty cool. Like, and it had, like, like it was, like, fenced in a little with, like, a little door. So, I guess, like, not just anybody could come and get that close to you. But, That's pretty I'm, yeah, even something like that, sitting in a car. Yeah. You're still outside, like, out in the venue. Yeah. How was it uh, at the Chubby Pickle? Um, I was in, I kind of caught up with you guys that day, but I wasn't able to hang. Um, how was it? Um, it looked like where you performed was in a different area than where most people were sitting. Was it weird performing that way? Or you know, I'm sure you're used to feeding off the energy of the audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very different, in my opinion. It's just like that's a big thing, like. I feel like we always try to have so much energy on stage because, like, the crowd, like, we build off of that. And it's just hard when you, like, you can't, you look out, it's just, it's an empty room because everyone's outside. You can't see anyone. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's different. Yeah, it's almost like a, like a little rehearsal. Like, there's nobody there, but there is. Yeah. Well, speaking of rehearsals, what have you both been doing with your respective bands with rehearsing? Have you, have they been, well, this is an easy question for Joe Trilly because half of the band is, are his brothers, but um, are you um, in each other's pods where you're regularly getting together and rehearsing? Um, I say pods, like you know, people you trust during the pandemic that you've been around. Um, have you been rehearsing a lot? We have, yeah. We, um, we started rehearsing back, I think around May. And we would rehearse like once and then wait like a week or two and then rehearse again. Like we're back up to our regular like rehearsal schedule now. But, um, you know, we weren't sure getting back together when we all felt safe enough to. I mean, I was also injured at the time, so I couldn't towards the beginning of uh, the virus start going out. So like we waited a while and then we finally got back together. How about you, Joe? You've been uh, busy with the boys? Uh, yeah, well, so for us, it was very different. I mean, not a lot of people have, like, the luxury of two of their band members living, you know what I mean? So really, every day, we've, we've been playing. We, we don't have a strict schedule, but we play every single day just because we want to. It's fun. Uh, Kyle, he comes over every so often. We don't really have a strict schedule with him. He's been pretty busy with, like, what he does and stuff, but he comes over, we all practice. Me and Mike, we all play every day, make new music. It's just, it was very easy for us in that sense. And uh, with with this pandemic, 
to me, you could go one of two ways as a musician. You could kind of get down about it and, you know, you don't have those live performance um, performances that really like jazz you guys up to do more. So you could take the road where like, you know, it just kind of gets you down or you could use it and really fuel your creativity. Like, what is it doing for you? Um, right now, like Joey, why don't you start? Like, what is this pandemic like? How is it affecting you as a musician? Has it prompted you to create more or kind of take a backseat and just think about things a little bit more? Well, I think what's cool about it all was I had time, I had too much time because I was sitting there like listening to our songs and I was like, oh, I could do this instead of that. And I started critiquing myself. I mean, I had a lot of time to, to focus on myself and get better as a musician, but I also had much more time to critique myself. So now when I'm playing songs, I'm like, all right, well, to play a little softer during this part. Or, I mean, it was all for the best musician. And I think that's what happened with all the with everyone else, too, because we all came back for, like just as ready if more to start making music again. The music now is better than stuff we used to write a year ago. Awesome. And you too, Joe, you guys, you said you've been rehearsing almost every day. So you guys are. So, I mean, the only thing that really was effective for us was like Kyle obviously couldn't come over to sing lyrically with us. The music wise, I think it was really a good time for us just to really work on making everything just how we want it to be. And we really developed like a different sound than our new music that like we haven't released yet. But um, me and Mike and Ann, we really just been sitting down, just trying to find like what sound we really want to release in like our next upcoming album that we're trying to make. And like it was, it was really good. Like it was kind of easy like, being home together. Like there was nothing to do but music. So we were almost forced to just like sit there and work on stuff. And it was like. It came to us very easily. I think it was a lot of fun to do it, and it was a good experience for us, I think. Now, now both of your bands are on the younger side when you take the totality of all the bands that are out there. So you're both like a newer type band. Um, so you're in a unique position where you have kids going to college. Sometimes you have um, you know, kids that are still in, in you know, regular public school. How, are, how do you account like how do you practice around that how do you make it work you know some of you are off at jobs like tell me a little bit about the challenges that you face because of these different um milestones that your different band members are going through because of their ages i mean right now for us um well alec just graduated but ryan high school um so i have job is just during the day like kyle's um so usually we have our week open to whenever so we're basically on the same schedule thank god so it's not like because when i first started with them i didn't have a regular uh day job i worked at nights so it was very hard for us to get together like and ever since it's been so much easier so we just have the same schedule to work around yeah for uh for us, me and Mike, we're still in school. Mike's in high school, so he doesn't have to worry. But he goes to school, he kind of plays music. Same thing with me. I would go to my classes. I always had morning classes. So I'd go to class, come home, me and him would play. My brother, Ant, he works till like 3 to 4 every day, so that's not bad at all. 
and same with Kyle. So we're all home around the same time, and we all live in the same town. We all live in Manaswan. So it's very easy for us just to get together really whenever we want. But usually after our day is over with school or whatever we have, um, we usually have practice time. See, a lot of people don't know that when they go out and see you perform live, uh, they're not realizing you already worked a you know, full-time job or a full day at school, probably had a rehearsal after that, and then you're performing for a couple of hours um, you know, at night. You ever get tired? <laughs> the only exhausting part is having to lug everything around. That For a drummer, <laughs> that's the hardest part, I think, setting up, taking everything down, carrying everything. But other than that, when it's the music, it's so worth it. Like, I love playing every second. There hasn't been a time where I was like, oh, like, I'm kind of sick of this. You know what I mean? It's all, I'm always very excited. And same with the rest of the band. Row is very excited to play. Yeah, we got stuck with the, with the worst labor before playing. <laughs> everything and set it up and then play for a little bit. You take more time setting it up than you do play. Yeah. It's all worth it. Yeah, yeah. or is it all on you as the drummer? Yeah, I, I love it. Like, I would never give it up, but sometimes it can be a pain. <laughs> it's the thing today. After we played our show Friday, I came home and ordered cases. Like, I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, so you're just logging everything separately. Like, I have these things in cases, so it was made it a lot easier. Like, I can't imagine what you have. Yeah. Just Two items a person and no drum set. Yeah. It was the worst. I remember going home that night. It was really late. All my stuff was in the my brother's truck. And I was just like, oh, like, I don't feel like getting this right now. I just want to leave it. But like, I had to do it. And that's the only annoying part of it. Yeah, I still got to unload everything. <laughs> drums, both of your first choice as an instrument, or did you play something else before it? For me, it was just drums. And Kyle, they were playing guitar. Kyle was singing around a little bit. We did, we never even knew how to play music like the way we do now. It really just like kind of happened. And I was just like, you know, I kind of want to get into this. So I was like, I'm just going to get a drum set. Why not? Like I knew nothing about anything. Like I just got it, and <laughs> I've had a blast ever since. So. Yeah. When I was young, I was a big Kiss fan. My parents were like, Peter Chris raised freely, and I was like, so it was always. So, so you um, have always, like, you've always played drums. That, that was, like, right from the very beginning, Joey? Yeah. And um, so as far as the two bands are concerned right now, um, Anything on the horizon? Like you both been creative. You both been rehearsing with your uh, respective bands. Have you been working on anything new that that you would like listeners to know might be coming, whether it be soon or in the future? Right now, we're in the studio. Um, we uh, we brought three so new songs in because we just released Evil Genius, and um, just the last time we were there, we brought three new ones in. So. Uh, we're working with Paul Ritchie from the band The Parlor Mob right now. So uh, we should be having some new music coming soon. Is that the first time Vendetta Rose has worked with Paul Ritchie? We worked with Paul on Evil Genius. So Evil Genius was the first time we worked with them. We've been working with them since August of last year. Nisha's a super 
dude, like the nicest, and he's so knowledgeable, and he gets us, and he brings us the best of what we can do. And I think that's why, like, all the music lately has sounded like better than anything we've ever done. He's and trying to. How does he help shape your sound? Like, what what is he doing for you uh, during that process? He, he knows what to really expect from from seeing us perform and hearing the parts that we do come up with. So he knows what he can and can't get out of us and no matter what. Like, he must just be a musician or something, but he always brings, like, that best thing that we have out of us somehow. You go back and listen, and you're like, wow, I did that? <laughs> That's probably Paul's, cool. Probably yeah. Cool Paul's just that guy. That's great. And, um... Joe, one of the things that um, I, I had said in our previous interview together, um, I just absolutely love that that video that you guys made recently um, of Edge of Town. Um, and we talked about it a little bit in the interview that we did a couple months ago, but like, who did you work with for Edge of Town and um, what was making that video like? <laughs> so, play the show. About it, like, you know, what you guys were doing in it. <laughs> We played a show in New York, and after the show, we got a message from this guy. His name's Ethan Felizari. He owns his own like production company. It's called CK Productions. It has like a record label, like a a video car. Often, he messaged us and he was like, "Like I really loved your guys' set. Like, like I want to shoot a music video for you guys." So he listened to our songs on Spotify and. He chose Edge of Town. He just, just spoke to him the best, I guess. He wrote an entire script for it. Like we told him, like kind of how we were, we're like we like to be a little comical and stuff and things like that. So he was like, okay. So he wrote together this script. Like I'm playing like a girl at one part. My older brother's playing like a grandma, and just like it was really like a story of like how we kind of came together as a band. It was kind of just like random. Like we like randomly met these people, but like it was just like the band formed. Kind of random. So he kind of wanted to do that in a comical kind of way. And uh, he was great. Like, he did a really good job, I thought. A lot of fun to do. And we're going to, in our upcoming album, we're probably going to do some more with him. But I'm not going to say anything about that yet, but just to look out for him. Very good. Yeah, I've shown that video actually to several people. And one of the things that they always, well, besides loving the music and getting a laugh out of it too, because it's so humorous, <laughs> their next question is always like, who did that video? Because it really is that good. So, um, so you hope yeah. to do videos in the future is what you're saying? Yeah, he does. He does a lot of stuff. Like, he's a really busy guy, and we're happy that he always like tries to include us. We recently just did a documentary. We just filmed it with him like a couple weeks ago. That was like just about like our music and like what it's like being in the music industry and stuff like that. So he does many different projects. He has his own. Uh, it's called like Meals on Us, where he gives food to the homeless and things like that. So he's a, he's a great guy, and he does a lot. So it's it's very fun to work with him. Uh, and is that something that Vendetta Rose, uh, Joey, ha hopes to do in the future? Is, is make a, a music video as well? Yeah, we're talking about it right now. Um, so I wish I could say more about it, but come on, spill it, Joey. Oh, I know. I want to. <laughs> Gotta keep things under the covers for a little while, and then you, you spring it on us, and that's that's okay. We'll wait. Joe will be the first to hear about it anyway. He knows. I'll get it out of you. 
So, um, so guys, uh, I just wanted to tell everyone that, you know, I'm sure um, after hearing this, a lot of people will want to follow you uh, that maybe aren't familiar with your music yet, but want to get to know more about you. So, um, you know, for those of you who um, want to follow Vendetta Rose, you can follow them at vendettarosband.com. Um, if you want to uh, follow the Flukes, uh, you can check them out on Instagram at flukesband. And both bands are on Spotify. Um, you can find their music. And um, obviously, once the restrictions are lifted, you'll definitely see them all around Asbury Park and beyond. Um, and I highly recommend that people check you guys out when you're back on stage because you will definitely get the show of a lifetime when you see these two uh, bands perform. So, um, you know, thanks for being my first official podcast. <laughs> Always okay. my first. Vendetta Rose and the Flukes, thank you guys very much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Take care.